0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Mixtape and Identity. I'm your host, Shane. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 38 and my guest this week is Kimmy Taylor. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 38th case of Mixtape and Identity. My guest this week is Kimmy Taylor. Kimmy is a British comic based in Iceland Um, I was introduced to her through John O'Duffy and yeah she's an awful lot of fun Um, the playlist first of all was was great Um, I really really enjoyed it heavy on the Eurovision which I appreciate Um, I'm a late comer to really getting into Eurovision and I feel a lot more into Eurovision now after listening to these songs and chatting with Kimmy so long may it continue Say to any new listeners that all the songs we talk about in this podcast are released as a playlist. We actually release that on a Monday ahead of a podcast coming out on a Thursday. So if you want to listen along or go back and refer to any of the songs that we're talking about, um you can check it out on the socials uh, at Mixtape and Identity on Instagram, uh, or you can search for Mixtape and Identity all one word as the Spotify profile, and you can find all the playlists there. I will be back at the end of the episode. Uh, but for now, we'll get into episode 38 of McStaven & Entry with Kimmy Taylor. So how often do you actually listen to music at the moment?
1: Uh, I would say every day. I think usually um, usually start the day with a bit of radio. And it's, okay. it's funny because um, my wife sort of started as a sort of, Thing to make me feel comforted during the pandemic she started uh putting radio one uh like bbc okay, yeah. radio one mm-hmm. on every morning so we start the day with a bit of um a bit of greg james and sort of just uh, yeah so it's it's uh usually how we start the day with a bit of like just very generic right. chart music but it's yeah. there's something quite comforting about radio and listening to radio from home so uh yeah, yeah and then and then other than that usually it's uh spotify and playlists but definitely yeah every day all okay. day
0: all right and my next question is exactly that then so do you tend to focus on playlists then or do you listen to albums or what's the what's the general go-to
1: uh, definitely playlists now yeah. um it's, it's funny because you know you grow up listening to Okay, growing up in the 90s it was always full albums on cassette um (laughs) so you couldn't you couldn't even really skip through anything no Um, and now just in this time of just being able to curate and skip and I I kind of miss listening to full albums but Mm. I still just tend to be more on playlists really
0: yeah yeah I I do think in some ways I miss out on some music because some of my favorite songs some of my favorite artists favorite albums are ones that that took me a while to get into so my favorite songs mm-hmm. are like songs like are like number seven or eight on an album that you know took me many many listens to actually even appreciate and then you know all of a sudden it just clicks and it's your favorite one um yeah. and yeah i know what you mean like i think now it's just easy to skip those and never have to listen to them again so yeah there's 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 an element of missing out i think for sure
1: definitely definitely and also it's I I've I've got a friend who sort of sends me playlists which is really nice and I always feel like she she usually sends me a um, couple of playlists of um, usually like every couple of months and uh, I always feel this sense of duty to listen to the whole thing yeah Um, so she kind of I guess in a way she's kind of bringing me back to yeah uh, sort of because uh, she really curates her music in a way that i don't um yeah. so it's it's kind of nice to um to have somebody who's providing me with these like albums that she's decided i need to listen to <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely absolutely I've, i mean, that's exactly how it works for me as well with the with these playlists for the for the show is there's yeah. a there's a sense of duty so yeah there's <laughs> been a lot of songs that i've had to listen to like six or seven times and it's only been on the last few lessons that have been like Oh, I actually really like this. Yeah. Um so yeah.
1: Might I've probably made you
0: endu-
1: I've probably made you endure a couple of songs <laughs> that you weren't expecting.
0: <laughs> uh, potentially, potentially. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> um okay, and I uh, yeah, you're you're one step ahead of me again and so do, I mean do you do you look for new stuff? Do you rely on your sort of old stuff or you know beyond your friends and in your lists is it?
1: Yeah, I mean I think um the algorithms usually send me yeah. some new stuff, uh, which is, again, I think, kind of an era that we're in. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes my mum introduces me to things. She seems to be one step ahead to usually. Wow, okay. Um, she's she gets she gets really excited around uh, Glastonbury time, and she watches it all, and then sends me artists that she thinks that I need to oh, wow. check out. Um okay. So I think it was my mum that sent me sort of Christine in the Queens, actually. I think wow, she... Wow,
0: okay. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a very cool mum introduction.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she's probably got better taste in music than me, to wow. be honest. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, I'll yeah. I'll get her on next. Yeah, um, you should. Get your <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> um, so what was the first music that you that you bought or owned?
1: Um. I mean, I think the first music that i owned i remember sitting in my grandma's annex and listening on a walkman to uh the album take that and party
0: oh wow okay yeah
1: okay. yeah that's I, I remember and i don't know who gave it to me or where it came from sure. it definitely definitely wasn't my mum um and I think it was even. I think it was a copy as well. I don't think it was even. And I just remember that that was a that was a cassette that yeah. I yeah that I would sit and listen to on a Walkman and uh, listen to the whole thing. Um,
0: yeah. All right, cool. I mean, it's pretty so, standard '90s kids. I don't think it's anything. Yeah. YouTube. No, I think
1: I think that's that that was the '90s really. So for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, for better for worse. Yeah. Um, all right. And live music then, what's, what's the best live performance or like best live music you've seen?
1: Um, I think we're pretty, weirdly, we're very spoilt for very, like, creative live performance here in Iceland. Right. Um, I saw, I've seen Björk twice okay. uh, and there's something really special about seeing her in this country because the gigs are always super intimate and they're often she's often uh doing trial runs for her world tours. Uh so wow. Yeah. So the first time I saw her was in um a venue called House Golabio, which is basically a theatre in a sort of cinema and it's tiny. Right. And I was on like the fifth or sixth row and you could hear the sound of her shoes as she was walking on the stage wow. um which was nuts and then and that was sort of I don't know it must have been about a year into me living uh-huh. in Iceland right. and I just thought this is mad uh and then um and then I saw she did um they were They were really pushed back during the pandemic. I think the tickets were cancelled and rebooked about eight times uh, before we got to see her, but we saw her in Harper Concert Hall and it was Björk orchestral. And so it was her, she did four concerts, I think one with a choir, Uh one Uh with a uh, chamber orchestra, I think. And then she had like a brass, um, like a brass quintet or something and we I think the one we saw was with a chamber orchestra and it was it was incredible like wow. it was one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen but then also like I've seen bands like um uh there's an Icelandic band called Hattari who they went they went to Eurovision in 2018 I think and they're a they're a BDSM techno group and okay yeah, you. May, I mean, you may or may not have, have heard of them or seen them, but they—they're uh, a sort of uh, performance art collective, really. And okay. I went to see them just after they'd been at Eurovision, where the song was called um, "Hatred uh "Hate Will Prevail," and um, yeah. But, yeah, it was. I mean, it was very un-Eurovision. But uh, yeah. they came. They did a homecoming concert, and they had. Um, Sort of halfway through they had a like an opera singer came on and just it, it was mad and then they had all this incredible staging and dances and then they brought on a, a Palestinian uh, singer at one point to do a song that they had been working on wow. they brought out full choir at another point like they just they do and they all come out in sort of um, BDSM gear all kind yeah. of in leather and PVC and uh, do this really intense sort of techno, but they've got amazing beats. Like the drummer, he's in another band uh, called Rock, uh, Einar Steff, and he's an incredible drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really amazing. And I think he's probably responsible for most of their beats, to be honest. Wow. Um, okay. but they, yeah, but they're very cool. So the, both of those were, were really brilliant. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then there's another another really good live gig but i think that will probably come up later in my list as well okay.
0: so mm. right, yeah a bit of a tease yep. all
1: right good. Cool.
0: Mm. um all right perfect we'll, we'll we'll dive into the list here now i'm gonna say straight away there's definitely a couple of songs here that i'm gonna need a little bit of help in terms of yep. the pronunciation and song one is a song you fell in love with straight away and that song is
1: kvad by daddy
0: thank you
1: yeah
0: I think I I knew Dathley Thayer um yeah yeah didn't know where to go with the uh the the song choice but um but yeah so so why'd you pick this song
1: uh so uh yeah I mean basically I I moved from I moved from the UK to Iceland in 2017 and it was a bit of a Um, all a bit by accident really it was I came for a few months and five and a half years later I'm still here Um, (laughs) but I in my first couple of months I was living in the east of the country in a a village and I spent I think two months there in this village of like 184 people having come from London Uh, I was then in like a village where I could kind of probably about the amount of faces you'd get in one tube carriage. Right, um, and uh, I hadn't left the village for a little bit. And then uh, I was in an art residency and we we took a trip to the north, to the biggest town in the north, which isn't that big, um, called Akureri. And we went for this sort of like to have a bit of a party weekend, get out of the village. And it happened to be the... Um, Icelandic Eurovision uh, selection, right uh, a, a show called Songva Kepnan. And we were just in a bar, we were playing cards and drinking some beers. And they had um, Sungra Kepnan on in the background uh, on a big screen because uh, Eurovision is a huge deal in Iceland. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, I, mean, I know Jono might have mentioned it a little bit when you spoke <laughs> to Jono Duffy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, and the, it was all sort of very generic. Um, and then uh, suddenly this this song came on, this guy who's like over two metres tall yeah. Um, yeah. in these like, with this really weird kind of like normcore band um, and I just was, I fell in love with the song straight away, he's just really ch- he's a really charming performer right. um, the song is just, it's quite because um, it, since then uh, Fre was in he was, well, he was supposed to go to Eurovision in 2019 with uh, the song, think about things. Yeah. And then that was the year that Eurovision didn't happen. And then he went in 20, was it 2020? Mm -hmm. No, I'm getting, probably getting my years mixed up. Anyway, he then went, um, when it came back uh, with the song 10 years, but like though you can see that his like style has like developed more, through mm-hmm. those songs but this one was really um his kind of breakthrough here in Iceland and I think everyone fell in love with him and then it just sort of became this song that followed me around and mm-hmm. I realized that because I didn't I didn't like Eurovision until I moved to Iceland okay. but I realized it was this sort of um cultural gateway really
0: okay. that
1: if I it because everyone loves it here uh-huh. so if I could talk to people about Eurovision, right. then it kind of gave me an in. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So uh, yeah, and I just I I, w- I ended up studying here, doing a a masters in uh, visual arts, and I did a project where I built around this song. Um, I made a museum uh, oh, that okay. was yeah, I was <laughs> I made a museum dedicated to this song and uh, this performance and I, I managed to contact Darvi. I borrowed some of, he makes all these instruments. Okay. Um, so I borrowed the instruments that he'd made and I borrowed his guitar and, um, I, uh, I sang the song for two hours in Icelandic and, um, <laughs> I didn't speak any Icelandic and, uh, it, yeah. And, um, that was uh, it as I say it's just kind of followed me around since then and I ended up writing about it in my thesis and um yeah it's kind of just this this weird thing and then I um when I met my wife we went to a um a concert that Dali was doing called Euro Dali where he just did covers of Eurovision songs um yeah well I was brilliant it was one of the best nights of my life um and uh and I just, the, this song came on and I we were kind of in a bit of a transitional place in our relationship when we were trying to figure out were we, were we kind of dating or were we more than that? And this song came on and I think it just also like makes me think of that. So it's kind of a song that, because I think songs have this capacity to kind of help you travel through time yeah, and obviously. it fixes these different points in my life, so uh-huh. It just kind of I can go back and be like, it's attached to this, but it's also attached to this memory and that memory. So yeah.
0: Oh amazing. Amazing. Yeah. What a start. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's class. It's it's amazing to have so many different, like very significant things associated with one particular mm-hmm. song because mm-hmm. yeah, that um introduction to Icelandic culture I'm sure is quite daunting at the time and uh yeah, that's a lovely story with your with your new wife as well. So yeah, excellent. <laughs> um it's um it's really interesting actually. Um I don't know I don't know what it is about how I consume music, but I think when I hear so- songs that I deem to be like a one hit wonder, I don't really think about what's sort of come before for a particular artist. And Daffy Frere obviously really, really became popular here. Um off the back of think about things and yeah. the, the music video and all the rest mm-hmm. of it and it is a great song um but then i sort of forgot about him i didn't really think about him and then uh another guest uh annie lumsden had 10 mm. years actually on yeah. her list um and then this song as well so so yeah it, it is interesting as well just to hear how different this song is compared to some of the maybe more like maybe more poppy songs Hmm. that he's put out since but um it's a beautiful song it's really really nice
1: yeah Um, and like lyrically it's really it's really sweet as well it's uh it's about um meeting somebody and it's it's very kind of simple and it's basically just sort of when you see that person for the first time and right. um there's a because there's i mean there's two there's two versions there's the icelandic version and the english version and the lyrics are fairly okay. similar but they're a little bit different um but there's a uh, it, i think it's in the english version and it's a fairly decent translation it's like uh, uh i didn't know that this was a feeling i was capable of feeling oh, um okay. you've also uh, no i've i've met you just now and you have also met me now but is this love? And it was just like I don't know. It's just it's really sweet. And yeah. um, and in the live stage performance, there was a a guitar that came down from the ceiling. And then he does this like cool guitar thing. I mean, he's just he's such a geek as well. And it's just he always does has these kind of. Stagings, but he's yeah. also he's a really um, he's a really good beat maker. Um, right. He's doing a lot in Berlin, and I think producing a lot for people. And right. he's just um, I think he's just toured the states, and he's like he's still doing quite a lot. Um, yeah. But he's just a quite a sweet, charming man as well. So um,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I was about to summarise him because I think that was the thing that struck me about ten years as well. Was it was very sweet yeah. and very charming. And that's a really lovely sentiment as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um all right, perfect. Uh song two then is mm-hmm. a song that took you a while. So you're going for Soldi by Mahmoud.
1: Yes. Uh this is the, the whole list is not just Eurovision songs, uh okay. but <laughs> but this one uh it came I think it came second for Italy in twenty nineteen. Twenty okay. 20- yeah, 2019. It was the year that uh, Duncan Lawrence came first. And I th- I think um, because uh, basically, I think one of the reasons that in Iceland that people get so into Eurovision is that uh, the winters are so hard here. Right. And like for me and my friends, what happens is we hit New Year and then January and February are really hard to get through. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what people seem to do or like certainly amongst my friends is that you go hard- from the 1st of January, you're like, okay, let's go hard into Eurovision. So we listen to all the songs, like when they come out, like as countries release them. And um, yeah, so I'm usually fairly clued up by kind of March as to who's doing what and where they are. And I think as a general rule, I don't, I don't tend to um, engage much with songs from the big five, uh, which is, Uh, the so it's the uk france germany uh spain and italy who basically pay for most of eurovision and and that means that they just automatically get through to the finals they don't have to do the semi-finals so i tend not to not to engage too much with the songs and and the first few times that i heard this one um i just completely wrote it off and i just didn't um didn't really listen to it didn't really engage with it and then um I think it was really in the finals when I listened to it and then afterwards and um yeah, I just think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a low key banger really and and it just kind of became an anthem for me and my friends mm. and we'd you know be go to we go to summer cottages and in, in uh uh in the when the weather's better and this would come on and there's there's just this really good like hook with the like soul day soul yeah and like everybody when you're in a room full of people and everyone stops what they're doing just to clap and uh mm-hmm. and again i think i think it's that thing of like um growing up in a country where effectively i was mostly just listening to music in english yeah, yeah. um i think it's easy to kind of write off music that's in a language that you don't understand Big time. um okay. yep. and this one again is a quite kind of uh it's a pretty intense song about his relationship with his father, and um, mm. yeah, and uh, I think it's kind of it's a song that's kind of like revealed itself to me. Um, and Mahmood, he he's, he's got a really good voice as well. Sometimes I thought a lot when I was first listening to his music that he was auto-tuned, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's not. It, that's just his voice. Um, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> He sounds like a man who's been auto-tuned. Mm, um, but yeah, but he, um, he he, actually came back to Eurovision this year with a song called Brevedi, um, which was a duet with another male singer. And I don't know, it was really subversive and really beautiful. And his voice was really beautiful. And then it just made me appreciate him and uh, Soldi even more. Like, yeah. I just think he's a... Um, he's a really interesting artist now he's again like outside of eurovision he's done a lot and um lots of different kinds of music and i think he's a interesting character as well
0: yeah yeah absolutely Mm. okay this is making me really want to get into eurovision properly because what i do is there just you know when it's on Mm. i'll flick it on i'll maybe see what's happened with the semi-finals or watch a bit of the finals maybe um I know I want to listen to all the songs. Um, oh,
1: it's a, it's a great antidote to winter. <laughs> Honestly, started like first of January, just be like, right, who's releasing this week?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah, and yeah, I think for a long time I felt the same way. It's like if it's, if a song's if a song's not in English, it doesn't really connect with me. For mm-hmm. I know that's not that's not a good thing, but um, mm-hmm. that's just how it's been for a long time. Um, but yeah, I I find myself more and more recently seeking out and craving songs that either aren't in English or have a completely different sound to what I'm used mm-hmm. to listening to, like in inter- like Western music. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I love songs that bring in something that's a little bit more sort of folky or something that's a little bit truer to, mm-hmm. to their heritage. Um but yeah, this song is is excellent and yeah again this is another song I, I never would have listened to if it wasn't for doing a show like this or if, you know um something like eurovision as well so yeah it's a it's a great song it's so yeah. fun
1: yeah yeah it's it's really good and the performance was really great and he kind of i don't know he had this vibe of just being super cool and i just remember him finishing the song and he just like broke out into the smile and i was like oh you're you're great you're just a nice lad." <laughs> <laughs> He's just the nice boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, excellent. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, song three then is a song from your introduction to music. So yeah. you've gone for Peaches by Presidents of the United States of America.
1: Yes. I um I remember I remember buying this in a there was a where I grew up, um, very like suburban, uh north of north of London. And but there was this really great um independent record shop. And uh, I remember going in there and I think I'd heard this probably on Saturday morning TV or something. And I thought this song was hilarious. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I remember going to buy the single. Yeah. and uh, thinking that it was absolutely, like, the funniest, best song that I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably only dawned on me in the last few years that this is basically a song about vaginas.
0: Oh, do you think?
1: I think so, definitely. Which, I think that's... Co- I, that's what I think. That's what I've been reading into it.
0: I'm, I'm not sure. Like, so... <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Um, okay, so time of t- time of recording the last episode, the episode that's mm. come out before years, um, is with a comedian called uh, Bianca um, mm. who is in Melbourne, and I dropped the bombshell on her that the song "Whistle" is mm. about blowjobs, and mm. she had no idea. It's "Blow My Whistle, Baby," and it's all about you know putting your lips yeah. together and everything. It's very obvious.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: this i don't know because i read into it and the the lead singer apparently uh walked past a homeless person who said i'm gonna move to the country and eat a lot of peaches uh. and he that just stuck with him and he wrote a song about it so it feels to me like a very silly idea about peaches that he's just taken to the nth degree
1: yeah but then there's a bit where he's like i like, I fell asleep with a rotten peach in my fist and I dreamed about you, woman. And um, I stuffed my fingers down inside. And I was like... Yeah, maybe. I think that's... Maybe it can be both. Maybe. It can be, <laughs> it be both.
0: Yeah.
1: It's probably both. But yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> like, I think... And then when I put it on the list, because I was like, ah, oh, I, I... It's definitely, like, a single I remember going to buy. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And i I just thought it was so funny, <laughs> but I'm also now just thinking that it it might have gone over my head
0: maybe yeah
1: because I, I remember i remember watching i remember i like when I was a kid, I loved the police academy films uh-huh. and it took me until about two years ago to realize that the bit i think there's a part where there's definitely somebody getting a blowjob. And right. I just thought that he I thought the woman was just tickling his leg. And I was like, why did my mum let me watch this? This is this is very inappropriate. Um but Yeah.
0: My uh my dad did the same with um airplane. There's yeah. the there's a, there's a yeah. scene where they uh have to reinflate the autopilot and there's a very mm. strategically placed uh inlet and uh he would always turn it off for that bit it was on in our house so much but yeah. so for like 90 percent of the time he would turn it off for that bit which meant that the 10 percent of the time that he didn't i was paying very close attention to it because i knew this is the <laughs> bit that he didn't want me to see and then i was like oh, oh okay yeah that's fair enough actually um but yeah i, I wonder if it, it now that you said that it feels to me now like they've taken the idea of literally just the song being about peaches got to the end of the first verse and then gone oh, we can't keep just doing a song about peaches like we're gonna have to bring in some sexual imagery here
1: uh, yeah and I, I think I think they did Yeah, but, I, gone over my head. I, but I still think like, cause I've, I've been re-listening to it and I'm like oh, it's, still, it's still a really fun song though oh it
0: is Yeah, yeah
1: like, again bit of a one hit wonder I don't really know what happened to them afterwards but I just i thought this was a brilliant
0: song yeah i I mean as a one-hit wonder i think this would be a difficult one to shake yeah it's a very it's a very you know uh iconic song and yeah it'd be very difficult to do a gig playing any other songs with a bunch of people just going like play the peaches song (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta be like that every gig Um, yeah yeah. Yeah, absolutely (laughs) okay got a lot to think about an awful lot to think about think yeah a lot to
1: process with that song
0: <laughs> oh dear okay song four then is a the song that makes you happy so yes. your song is bad day by darwin d's
1: yes i i kind of wrestled with this one i changed my mind on the song that made me happy cool. um but and then i was like ah, oh, does this make me seem like a bad person that this song makes me happy <laughs> um but but I I really like it. It's um it's a, just a song about just kind of wishing inconvenience on somebody yeah, uh, yeah. that has probably wronged you. Yeah. Um, but it's like nothing too harsh. It's like uh, the first line is I hope that the last page of your eight hundred page novel is missing. Um, yeah. and yeah. I just. I went I went with my brother to see them at um Shepherd's Bush Empire and they were such a they're such a fun band to right. go and see live. And they do um between songs they do uh they do all these dances uh that they the whole band right. um do these stupid dances to sort of transition between songs. Okay. And cool. it's it's just they're they're so much fun. And when yeah. this song came on uh when they started playing this song, everyone in the like everybody was just like clapping with their hands above their head. It's got like uh it's yeah, it's just a really I think it's a really fun song. I it makes me smile when it comes on, when it's like when it comes on a playlist. Um I it makes me think of like stomping around uh London listening to it and maybe wishing a bit of inconvenience on somebody that had wronged me. Um but yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's nothing too harsh. It's just no. like, you
0: know, I'm. It's a wonderfully petty song.
1: Yeah, it's, it is. It's
0: beautiful. And yeah, as you say, it's exactly, it's exactly the right level for me. It's yeah. like, you know, if you had a song that was like, I wish you would die and everyone I loved you would around you would die. Mm. You'd be like, okay, that's a bit much. But when it's, you know, I hope you leave the window down when in your car and it's raining. Um, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's, yeah. and it is. It they're all things that would just completely ruin your day.
1: Yeah, it's so I, w- I would like to be your garbage man so that I would never have to pick up your trash again. It's yeah. a brilliant line. Yeah, and a, f- a friend of mine. Um, he had a he had a girlfriend who, when uh, when it all went horribly wrong, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. honestly, like absolute kudos to this woman. She took one of every pair of his socks So, and it's just like oh that level of yeah like a petty <laughs> pettiness to inconvenience someone to think of that to just go into his drawers and like take one from each pair and like leave him with that I was just like
0: oh that's so good
1: it's brilliant like oh, that, it's absolutely yeah.
0: that, is perfect. that would made it into
1: the song yeah.
0: <laughs> that is perfect because there's, there's a part of him that's like I can't accuse her of this right that's such a weird you can't message someone it's like did you take one of every one of my socks yeah that's that's a mental message to type right that that is perfect i like
1: yeah and the thing is i like i think even him and like amongst me and my friends we were all just really impressed by it so like it was it was like okay sure like that's great yeah 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 and i yeah so i think it's yeah it's just a song that makes me smile and i think it's 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 just silly and uh but like but a really well constructed song it's yeah
0: um yeah yeah absolutely yeah big tech for me I yeah i loved it it's yeah. so fun and i i love a bit of like petty stuff i'm a sucker for it like that's the algorithms really got me any kind mm-hmm. of like choosing beggars or petty people mm-hmm. online and any clickbait article i'm yeah. straight on it so yeah this is this is a bit of me 100% yeah. Yeah. um all right, and song 5 is a song that makes you sad. So you've gone for Dreaming of You by The Coral.
1: Yes. Um yeah, this one it's uh l- lyrically it's just it's so it's so kind of devastating and I think the fact mm. that it's um it's a, a kind of an absurdly upbeat song. Yeah. It makes it more uh like painful I mean and I think also it's that it doesn't sort of sink in uh what this song is about and I think it I just kind of uh I remember once uh like having this like realization that I was in a relationship that wasn't working and this song came on and just I mean the absurdity of like weeping through a xylophone solo that's uh, <laughs> that, that upbeat—it's yeah. um, but it's uh, yeah, like it's like, w- what can I do? I I um, still need you, but I don't want you. And yeah, yeah, I just um, I I like that juxtaposition of something that's seemingly so like jolly, mm-hmm. um, but with these like intensely. Upsetting lyrics, really. Yeah. And I think it goes over a lot of people's heads how, just how like uh, sad this song is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There is something about it that's quite, quite shocking, actually. And I didn't, uh, this is funny, I didn't actually realize that it was Mm. a sad song until you Mm. put it in this category. Because I was listening to this and I think it's a very boppy song. I was listening, going, why on earth? I'm a little bit worried about some of those songs because I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a very dark memory or something that's yeah. very upsetting that I'm going to have to be, you know, have to to worry about. It. And then I looked up the lyrics. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that is, that's pretty devastating.
1: Yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, I think it's just it, it's a song about like realizing that something's not working and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, like knowing knowing that you've got to let it go really and mm. i think uh definitely i mean this um this was a like a memory that was like this song is like attached to a memory of like realizing that i needed to break up with somebody right. um but like i don't know it's just uh it's but it's so upbeat yeah and it has a xylophone solo in it
0: <laughs> yeah it is strange uh, yeah but- it it, it kind of reminds me it's a, it's a slightly different uh uh twist to it but it mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of um do you ever watch boo burnham
1: yeah
0: have you seen his show happy now no so i
1: haven't it
0: was the one he did before inside yeah um and he basically had this like he's he's the the, the setup he's basically doing like a sort of a rant about uh, burritos and pringle cans but then he's actually then talking about his life and how he's not like coping with things very well and one of the lyrics in that is um, you can tell them anything if you just make it funny, make it rhyme mm. and if they still don't understand you then you run it one more time and then goes through the song again mm. but um, and there's, there was something about that where like it was so funny until I realised what he was talking about and then it was heart-wrenching it's so Mm. difficult to listen to and this was kind of similar in a way where it was like Mm. this is a really fun song to me until i realized it was really sad and now it's like oh my god that's so it's so rough because it is like it's it's sort of hidden behind this very like upbeat jolly kind of like as you say like this whole like xylophony kind of sound it's Mm. like yeah it's 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 a it's a very rough sentiment it really is
1: I'm I'm sorry that I've sorry that I've ruined this song
0: <laughs> and anyone listening um,
1: yeah yeah no I think I think it's a <laughs> I think it's really sad This is one of the saddest songs
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's important people know you can't be yeah. going around singing Dreaming of You thinking that it's a fun song it's not no no get with the program welcome to the yes. real world yeah song six song to relax to uh, yeah. you've gone for At the River by Groover Maddo
1: Yeah, I I defy anybody to not feel relaxed listening to this song. Um, It's uh, it's from that kind of uh, golden age of um, like chilled, like Ibiza sounds. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like it just kind of puts you on a beach, uh, and it's it's great, and also. It has a trombone in it and I think that's very cool I used to play the trombone when I was a teenager and right, okay. it didn't feel that cool at the time and then this song comes out and you're like see trombones are cool yeah. um so uh as a as a young aspiring tromboneer this yeah. was uh this was this was a song <laughs> that I thought was really great I mean I th- I think like yeah I mean around that time you had sort of like Morshiba and you had like uh, even like Moby and um, obviously he's problematic now but there was some really, really good kind of chilled sounds and Groove Armada were great and this song um, yeah, I think this is the kind of song that I I remember dating somebody who used to, in the winter she used to put sun cream on um, because she said that the smell like just made her feel summery and I think listen to this in the winter slap a bit of sun cream on listen to at the river and uh and it just kind of uh yeah it's 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 so relaxing
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah
0: i i think maybe three years ago if you asked me three years ago if you said that to me three years ago i would have thought that's a mental thing to say that putting on sun cream in winter is um a fun thing to do Mm. i'm fully on board with that now yeah yeah like uh yeah i have a young son and he needs sun cream more yeah. than most people and every time i put it on i'm like let's go to a pool somewhere yeah like let's go to europe yeah um so yeah I, i'm on board with that sentiment 100 yeah i think so. um this song is uh i think this f- falls, falls perfectly into a category of songs that i've been going through recently which is songs that you don't know you know until you listen to it like mm-hmm. i looked at this on the list and i'm like i don't know that song as soon as I heard it, as soon as I heard the trombone, I was like,
1: yeah.
0: "Yes, okay, I'm on board. I know exactly what this song is. I know exactly where it's going." Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, like it, because because I, all I listened to was sort of guitar based music for a long time, I, I missed out on a lot of the like Ibiza mm-hmm. sounds, and mm-hmm. most of it's probably not stuff I would go back to necessarily now. But this definitely would come into like just like a, a playlist of nice chilled songs. It, yeah I think it ready. I think it
1: holds up really well it really does. Um, and uh yeah I I I think it's a it's a great song yeah. just keep coming back to it it just seems to pop up in my life every now and then and I'm every time I always feel nice it just feels nice
0: yeah
1: and, yep. the, and you know it does what it says on the tin the lyrics are like if you're fond of sand dunes and salty air and it's just like yes I am I'm yeah. fond of all of those things, yeah. and <laughs> and I don't know why I live in such a cold, dark country. <laughs> life choices. But
0: <laughs> slap a bit of sun cream on, you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, it's on. all right. I'll just go put some on. You'll <laughs> <It'll> be fine. <laughs> all
0: right. Song seven. Then is a song from your preteen years. So yeah. you've gone for a placebo. Every you, every me.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah. I kind of went. I kind of went for that transitional time between like pre-teen and teen with this song sure. um, and I remember I remember the first time I heard it I remember being on a, a bus driving through Europe on a, a school trip and I think it kind of it felt like it changed my way of thinking about music uh, okay. hearing this song uh, I think I sort of went from being kind of entrenched in sort of pop music to then like just hearing this. And I I think it was, I remember what it was. We were watching, we were watching films and it's the, it's the first song that comes on in the film, Cruel Intentions, uh, which is a crap film, but (laughs) it has an absolutely banging soundtrack. And it starts with this. And I just, yeah, as I say, it kind of, switch something in my brain and it's it's so like intense and i think it just it encapsulated my kind of feelings of becoming a teenager and it's kind of moody and it's dark and i just remember thinking that brian molko was the most magnificent creature that i'd ever seen i was confused by him i didn't understand him but i right. i liked it and uh, and yeah it's uh it's again it's a song that kind of just transports me um and it inevitably ends up on almost every playlist that i make uh and yeah so it just i keep coming back to it i remember i remember having one of the biggest arguments i ever had with my life with my mum about place- a placebo concert because uh-huh. i wanted to go and i wasn't allowed to and we definitely fell out of that and i went and i I think before that i'd gone and bought myself a leather trench coat and i just i used to go to b and q and buy chains to put on my jeans and yeah it was definitely like this song was the start of like this transition yeah. of me trying to figure out who i was as a person right and, um obviously now i don't wear cha- chains on my jeans and things but uh but you know that was that was all part of it yeah
0: absolutely. <laughs> been there been there yeah um <laughs> I saw, yeah um i used to i used to love a bit of placebo i think placebo were a band for me that was like i think this is the first band i listened to it was like okay so you can hit someone's voice and still like their music
1: yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've actually tapped right into it he's got the most horrible voice
0: <laughs> listen to this again i was like oh god right okay yes I, I i forgot just how how much i hated it until i heard it again mm. i was like ah uh, oh okay right i'm gonna have to prepare myself each yeah. time it comes on um but yeah i don't I, I, I don't know what it is but it just i do end up warming to it over yeah. a certain period of time and um, but it's i think it's definitely something that you need to keep up not something you can drop in and out of i I feel i need to have a little bit of placebo in my life you know maybe twice a week or something just to
1: yeah not too often but just enough for you to you to like build up some kind of tolerance to build up tolerance. yeah exactly that yeah yeah
0: yeah like uh, like a booster vaccine kind of thing
1: yeah Yeah. exactly just (laughs) every every four months just (laughs) Uh,
0: like there's a booster vaccine placebo joke there somewhere
1: yeah definitely it's just a placebo I'll, oh. yeah, yeah
0: I'll, I'll i'll let the audience put the pieces together <laughs> yeah. we'll leave that one yeah. there uh all right song eight is a cover yes. so you've gone for it's a mystery by mm-hmm. with sun and mm-hmm. zephyne Lou.
1: yes um yeah so these are actually uh two of my friends um oh okay. who, yeah um and like they're both um independently like musicians but they collaborate Quite often. Um, I've known uh, Safine since I was probably like 21, 22. Okay. Um, and uh, with Sun, uh, I met through them. Okay. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I just I think this is because it's a cover of um, Toya, uh, It's a Mystery, which is uh-huh. sort of punk, sort of punk pop from the uh, 80s late 70s, 80s. Um, And I just think they've done something so different with the song. Um, And uh, it was actually, It's a Mystery was written by Toya and Keith Hale. Uh And with son is his daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she took his song and uh, like arranged it with Safine and... uh, it's yeah it's uh i kind of i like covers where you com- they where you completely change kind of the nature of a song and i think uh it, for me it's like it's uh i know both of their music really quite well right. and uh i like Safine is really um she's really she creates these like soaring strings and yeah. She's a multi-instrumentalist who sort of, uh, yeah, kind of builds really incredible music. And mm-hmm. for her to collaborate with um, Alice Hale, uh, who's with Sun on this song. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just really pretty. It's really beautiful and it sort of builds and um, the lyrics of it are really beautiful. And I think sort of turning it from this kind of, Punk song to this like very beautiful acoustic sort of string bass song. It's just yeah. it's just lovely, and it makes me think of my friends. So yeah. beautiful,
0: that's really <laughs> lovely. Yeah, that's so nice that um that's his daughter. That's really yeah. really sweet. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I I I'm exactly the same on covers, and I've, I've probably talked about this one nearly every episode because there's a a, mm-hmm. a cover in every episode. But but yes, I. I really appreciate when a cover does something completely different with a song, completely transforms it, makes it their own. I do feel like going from something that's maybe pop punk or something that's a little mm-hmm. bit more fast paced, making it slow yeah. is quite difficult to get that right because mm-hmm. what most people end up doing, I'm talking straight white men with guitars, but what <laughs> they end up doing is just making it very, very boring. Mm-hmm. Um, Like we talk about Radio 1, I used to love Live Lounge now yeah. listening back to quite a lot of like the early live lounge quite a lot of it is very very dull mm. um but this is beautiful like they've done something really different with it really unique and yeah it it's it's a an entirely different song and it's stunning it's so yeah. beautifully done yeah yeah it's, you should, it's a you great should... song
1: yeah, you should check out both of them. They both uh, do incredible music, uh, really, yeah, just really takes you somewhere. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of in terms of like production and arrangements of, yeah, just all kinds of instruments. They, yeah. They're they both super talented and I think sort of some fly a little bit under the radar, but I think they are um absolutely magnificent both of them so Beautiful. yeah
0: absolutely yeah. 100% okay i uh, slightly different uh yeah. steer here so um song 9 is a song that you would sing at karaoke yeah. so you've gone for all rise by blue
1: yes i have um and i stand by it um <laughs> i uh i uh I grew up in the 90s and I did I had a bit of a thing about boy bands. I may have already kind of touched on that with my Take That. Sure. Um yeah. but uh I really appreciate uh boy band lyrics and they are so absurd. Yeah. Um I've been do I've been doing a whole kind of thing in my comedy shows where I do uh, um where I, I tra- change into a poetry outfit. I've got like a beret and a black jumper. And then I just read out lyrics from boy bands from the late nineties and early noughties. And um, I'm like sometimes I'm like, am I is this even funny? But it, it is. And I think all rises up there with the most absurd lyrics right. of any kind of boy band song of that era yeah, uh, because it's all just, it's just set in a court and it's all like lingo of like lawyers and, uh, it's, uh, it's got a rap in it that yeah. I, I particularly enjoy doing the rap. Um, mm. and, uh, I, I do, that's, that's probably my favorite bit. I like, <laughs> cause I can't really sing. I'm not great. Um, <laughs> It's not really my thing, yeah. Um, but I really enjoy um, really dodgy pop songs that have terrible raps in them, and for some reason, I seem to be able to just absolutely nail the rap section. <laughs> um, yeah, um, like, like PJ and Duncan, uh, let's get ready to rumble. I used to be able to just do the whole rap on that i mean i feel like this was not this was definitely not what hip-hop was designed for um
0: (laughs) this is not what tupac died for
1: no this is definitely this is not this is not where biggie was hoping that this was gonna go um (laughs) two very white geordie boys like doing a rap on oh god let's get ready to rumble um maybe i should have made that my karaoke song but um but now I've gone for blue right. with all rise. Um yeah. I like the courtroom element. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um yeah. and uh yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I think blue uh have potentially overestimated the amount of counting that's done in a court though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in terms yeah. of lyrics. <laughs> One yeah. for the money that's not how this like, the, the no lawyer yeah. speaks like that. No. Um, no. And I, like I don't time. wanna I don't wanna um, detract from your talent of being able to perform uh raps from uh from boy bands I I think probably what's going on there is that you're doing raps that are performed by not very talented rappers
1: quite possibly um but I do I do pride myself on the fact that I can just like I don't even need the lyrics (laughs) for <laughs> this one
0: well yeah i mean look for for a karaoke performance of all rise i would say that that's going to be the key is that you yeah. need to be able to leave the yeah. the screen for the rap yeah that's that's oh, yeah. the bit you need to really go for it 100 percent.
1: yeah 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 i mean it's just like <laughs> but it's it's just also it's just a really absurd it's the whole thing song is just completely absurd yeah. like yeah it's i weird. think the rap yeah the rap it's uh so step back because you don't know this cat I know deep down there you don't want me to react I lay low keeping all my options open the d- decision of the jury has not been spoken step in my house you find that my stuff is gone but in reality to whom does the stuff belong I bring you into court to, to release your order and you know that you overstep the border uh-huh like I, yeah I don't even need to go to karaoke I can just nah. do it so done yeah that's yeah, it absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: it's a fun dumb song like there's so many songs like that from the 90s that are just like yeah I think yeah I I have a habit of doing that sometimes on this show as well it's just sort of dissecting lyrics um, Yeah. Ah, the, the big one I, I'll probably not include this in our show because uh we might go on over a little bit but the big one that I went to turn on was uh, Never Ever by All Saints
1: ah uh, yeah
0: fuck me that is yeah lyrically the worst song i've ever heard
1: i think lyrically the worst song i've ever heard is air hostess by busted
0: ooh okay yeah i think, I think we could go toe to toe here
1: yeah i think we could <laughs> um, <laughs> but should we that's the question nah
0: yeah <laughs> air hostess i like you the way you dress yeah yeah,
1: is, yeah. yeah. and the that's bit the where thing. he's like i'm i messed my pants when we flew over france going to see you soon in my hotel room for a holiday romance air hostess
0: yeah that is not good yeah Yeah. i mean it's but then i was i'll see that and raise uh uh sometimes vocabulary runs through my head the alphabet (laughs) runs right from a to z yeah i
1: mean that's what yeah that's um, but then air hostess he's talking about the fact that he's jizzed himself on a plane
0: <laughs> look, I, look I don't like it but at least that means something at least you yeah. know what he's talking about with all saints you're like what Your words are in your head and letters exist what What are you trying to convey at least with air hostess yeah. it's like okay so you've yeah you've spaffed in your pants like okay, <laughs> right. yeah. okay I'm not happy that I've heard that but at least I know what you're saying
1: yeah I mean, it's quite straightforward. So, yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) God, I don't like the direction this is going. No, no, stop. Okay, yeah. (laughs) All right. Song 10. Song 10 is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you've gone for Step Out by Jose Gonzalez.
1: Yes. Um, It's a very cinematic feeling song. Um, It was on the soundtrack for... The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. Um, which is not a great film. Uh, but it's a it's, it's a a, Yeah, I keep saying that. It's it's not great, but right. uh hear me out. Um but the the soundtrack is great. Yeah. Um And yeah, this is uh, my friend who makes me playlists. Uh, When I first came to Iceland in January 2017, uh, he made me a playlist for the road trip that I was taking that was along the south coast to the east. And I don't know, there was just something about driving through the countryside, through the lava fields, and then this song comes on and it's Mm -hmm. so intense and cinematic and i'm in all these landscapes that are so intense and cinematic and it just uh yeah just it kind of builds and it's uh yeah it's i I don't know i kind of i do like these kind of very cinematic obviously kind of music that kind of will end up on a soundtrack um Like Flaming Lips and Arcade Fire and yeah, yeah. things like that. Song songs that you kind of know will end up in a movie, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. So it just it reminds me of kind of road trips around Iceland, and it's a perfect match for the landscape here. So
0: perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It is an aggressively, almost cynically cinematic mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Like it's it's it almost felt to me like it was like you're potentially just doing this on purpose you're <laughs> trying to make me feel these things like, yeah. and I don't like it but <laughs> I do it's a it's a, it's an incredible song um, yeah. feels very similar to some like uh, some Sigur Rós songs as well have that mm, feeling yeah. about them where it's like it's it's building to a point where you're like okay well the, this is it's based around the emotion that you're feeling rather than how it sounds that feels yeah. to me like how the song's constructed. Um and yeah, like again, I, this is the second Jose Gonzalez song that we've had mm-hmm. on the show and uh I, I need to listen to a lot more of his music because yeah. I only knew heartbeats and this is the second song that has completely surprised me from a Jose Gonzalez yeah. perspective. Um but yeah, it's a it's an epic song. I think mm-hmm. epic is a very overused word, but it definitely appropriate in this case
1: yeah no I I think um, I think on the soundtrack for that film for The Secret Life of Walter Mitty he's maybe got two or three on that soundtrack Oh yeah, Um, Yeah. and they're all really good songs Um, yeah yeah. no Jose Gonzalez because I I think I mean I remember like heartbeats from there was like an advert where there was I think it was for a television and there was loads of balls like bouncy balls going down at and that was the first time I heard that song so and, I'm sure it was yeah. yeah and it was um, yeah He's, but then that became this kind of like you kind of he did that song and then to me kind of went away and I didn't yeah. really hear much he's also got a really great cover actually of Kylie Minogue hand on my heart hand okay. on your yeah so it's, re- it's a really cool cover actually Um, okay. yeah
0: I'll check that out yeah excellent the other song just for if, if anyone's mm-hmm. curious uh the other song was uh this is how we walk on the moon
1: mm-hmm.
0: which uh for anyone who's who wants to hear that episode nine becky 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 um mm-hmm. but uh again it was a, it was another song that just like like it, it's it's a me problem not a him problem but it just shocked me that it was a completely different sound, and again a really beautiful song so just like this insanely gifted artist that i need i really need to get into a lot more um so i will check out that cover as well yeah perfect all right i song 11 is a song reminds you of a specific person so you're going for something about us by daft punk
1: yep and uh yeah it reminds me of my wife and it's yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no we're about to be sincere
1: Happy bugger, um, yeah. No, it's um, it's a great little kind of funky pop song. Very few lyrics in it. It's uh, I think it ta- I think you go till like one twenty into it, one minute twenty before they actually there are any lyrics, and it's it's got this really cool like build to it, um, and um, yeah, it just I re- remember because i was sort of aware of the song but it was just kind of one that sort of floated past me and and i just remember like when we were kind of like deciding to be together and uh, which was mid like well beginning of the pandemic when we decided to kind of like bubble up together really um because it was like you know are we gonna spend all our time together or no time together um and I remember sitting on her windowsill and this song coming on and yeah, it just it makes me smile, makes me think of her. And yeah, it's not, it, it's not got many lyrics in it, but it's kind of, it starts with like, uh, you know, this may not be the right time. You, I may not be the right one. And it's like, when we met, it was, the timing was horrible. <laughs> when we met each other it was really really bad and not not ideal (laughs) conditions but it was yeah there was kind of something about it and the situation and uh and so if if uh, if we were going to have a song yeah it would be this uh yeah so
0: yeah excellent there's definitely something to be said about those those kind of lyrics that are yeah. so simple that they just really just like they're very specific but they just they're universal at the same time and yeah like yeah, the the refrain is, is is incredibly romantic as well it's just you know i need you more than anything in my life i want you more than anything in my life i love you more than anything in my life that's uh yeah very very simple. There's a there's it's a very simple sentiment, but it, sometimes that's all you need.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a simple sentiment. It feels like a simple song, and it's sort of, but it is like weirdly complex, like yeah. kind of. Um, but no, it's just it's a it's a great song, and I always feel like it's too short. But I think because it's just exactly the right length that it should be. Yeah. Um, I'm all I get to the end, and I'm like, oh. i want
0: a bit more um but yeah yeah. all right perfect we love love on this show so i'm I'm a big fan of that excellent um okay song 12 is a song that motivates you so you've gone (laughs) why are you laughing you've gone for the pokemon theme tune
1: yeah i settled on this a lot quicker than i think I, i was very like this is this is the song that motivates me, mm. and I'm definitely putting it on the list and then I think it was only when I submitted it and I thought maybe I shouldn't have put the Pokemon <laughs> song, but yeah. it's very motivational,
0: yeah <laughs>
1: um yeah i <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's from from a time of amazing uh theme tunes for cartoons that kind of exactly. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um and I was I mean Pokemon was probably I was probably on like the cusp of being okay to be into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um I was probably at the the older age group of watching the Pokemon cartoon. I don't even really remember watching the cartoon. I think I just liked the song. Um right. But yeah, I mean it was I think it's highly motivational. Yeah, <laughs> the lyrics are very motivational. I want to be yeah. the very best, like no one ever was. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think the sentiment is great. It's like you're. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've I've listened to it before going out on a like night out. I've listened to it before going on stage <laughs> to do comedy. Thanks. Um, Thanks. I've done karaoke to it as well. Oh, um, beautiful. It's a, yeah, I, I was a bit torn actually whether to make this my karaoke song, but mm. n- then I thought, no, I think it motivates me.
0: Right, okay.
1: I think I think it is the song that motivates me. I don't think you can feel unmotivated listening to it.
0: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. There's the, the oh, yeah. It's it's an epic song, and yeah, yeah, it's got the. The lyrical side to it, but then there's that da-da-da-da-da, and you can't help but just do a little air punch, when, yeah. Um, when that bit's going on, um, and look, I am not going to judge you in any way, shape, or form. I love the song. I think it is something that that absolutely would get me pumped up. Um, but I will say, I listen to these lists a lot before recording an episode, and every time this song came on when I was in the car, I turned the volume down slightly and every time I had my headphones in, I was terrified that that was the moment that my headphones die and what I was listening to blared very loudly on the train I was so scared (laughs) I agree with you but there's no way I'm I'm going out there in the real world and playing this song loudly and proudly I'm still I think I would Fair (laughs) Fair enough, and you're a braver one than I. But, um but yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I'm still but, just it's
1: a yeah. I think it just it makes you feel like you can ch- achieve anything, like yeah. you can take on anything. Yeah, you can um, catch them all. Yeah, you can catch them all. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I like. I think it's great. I mean, like, yeah, there was this like heyday of like theme tunes where yeah. you had like Bucky O'Hare. That was a great theme tune, and. Mm prince valiant and x-men like really really great music that just i mean who were these people that were writing all these songs i mean i (laughs) hope that they're living their lives probably off royalties of
0: fingers crossed yeah
1: yeah i hope so because they deserve to they deserve to catch them all because yeah
0: (laughs) oh man um Alright, song 13 then is a song that someone introduced you to uh, mm-hmm. so again I will need your help here please
1: Yep, so this one is vatten sender Rósa by the Hamra Líd choir. Choir um, Yeah Beautiful So yeah, yeah. it's um, it's an Icelandic folk song um, okay. and um, it's it's very very beautiful very icelandic um there is like i couldn't find i like when i've been looking for the version that i originally heard the, i think the original version that i heard was actually Björk, um and i think it was a b-side to oh i can't i don't think it was hunter don't think it was pagan poetry. Anyway, it was it was a B-side. Um, but there's somewhere on YouTube there is the version that she sings. Okay. Um, but uh, it's hard to come by sometimes. Uh, but this version is also very beautiful, and Icelandic choirs are extraordinary. It's funny once you've listened to Icelandic choirs, you realise exactly where kind of. Björk cut her teeth really in terms of music and harmon, like even just sort of um, harmonization of Mm. sort of the old, like traditional songs and folk songs. How she builds her songs, obviously, like on that kind of tradition. Mm. Um, But yeah, the first time I heard it, it was introduced by my friend Brynja, uh, who's also a very good musician. um, And she we were living in this village in the east and we had this really bizarre night where basically a man knocked on a man knocked on our door mm-hmm. and he um he was a french traveling storyteller who was uh walking and hitchhiking his way around iceland okay. and he <laughs> said for in exchange for a bed for the night, uh, I will tell you stories. Um, right. and it's funny now I'm like, did this even happen? Does this man <laughs> actually exist? Yeah, Was, was he a go Anyway, we, after a bit of, there was a, a few of us living in the house. There was about four or five of us. And one of, one of them decided it was a very good idea to let this man stay in our house. And, um, I was a bit concerned that what was going to happen in the night and um, whether we'd all be alive in the morning. But yeah. anyway, we invited this traveling storyteller into our home okay. and okay. Uh, we, we lit some candles <laughs> and he told us stories and he sang songs. And uh, whilst we were kind of all sharing um uh, t- tales and music uh Brynja sang this song and wow. uh and it was uh just so beautiful it's a really strangely sort of harmonized song mm. and um yeah and then i think sort of from there i've found various different versions of it and i mean i think like the choral versions are really really beautiful um yeah. Hamra Live Choir. They've, I think, they've gone on tour several times with Björk as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just, I think it's, um, yeah, it it was kind of being introduced to something that I sort of never heard anything quite like it before.
0: Yeah. In a really weird way. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's quite a story. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was this? Uh
1: this was like 5 years ago. So oh, Okay. Yeah. As I've I've tried looking up this man and I've never found any trace of him anywhere. No. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. That's yeah, So that's, that's so
1: strange. Uh, yeah, as I say I'm and now I start to question whether this ever happened or whether this <laughs> man was real. Um but
0: Wow. Okay. Sorry, that's just knocked me for a loop. Um, Yeah. Look, I mean, there's there is something very very special about Mm. folk music, folk stories, Mm. done well, Um, Mm. and yeah, I mentioned earlier, I have found myself drawn to that a lot more recently. Mm. I think even through doing this show, um, even discovering a little bit more about Irish folk music and, mm. uh, and and stories and stuff like that as well um, there's something very very powerful about it and you know, kind of going back to what we said earlier about mm. um, the kind of world we live in and like you know, listen to music through pl- playlists and everything mm. is quite disposable it's very very difficult to have those moments where you you know sit down and listen to someone tell a story or sing mm. a song and you know pass it on to other people so it's very very special and i've absolutely no idea what they're singing about but it's a beautifully beautifully written song like yeah it's, yeah, it's a, transcendent it um yeah again I, I do love some of the transitions in this, in this um in these playlists like going from the pokemon theme tune into this is just mwah, chef's kiss um yeah. but <laughs> um but yeah it's it's absolutely gorgeous and it sort of it, it it pulls me out of whatever I've been doing you know every time I've listened to the song I've just sort of had to take a little moment and sit in this song for a bit because it is gorgeous
1: yeah it's just yeah it's just beautiful um and yeah to kind of I don't know have it brought to me in, in that very strange set of circumstances yeah. but um uh, <laughs> it was uh yeah, it was just it's kind of uh, stuck with me and um Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay. Song fourteen then is a song you wouldn't expect to like. So we're back to Eurovision yes. as you're going for Spaceman by Sam Ryder.
1: Yeah. Um so you know, I've obviously already established that I like Eurovision, yeah. but I wouldn't expect to like a UK entry ever. Yeah. For Eurovision, fair. basically, that's that's it's, the rule. Is that?
0: That's
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah. So I'd I'd all but given up any sort of hope, and I just adopted Iceland as my Eurovision nation yeah. of choice. Um, and uh, and then uh, this very likable young man, Sam Ryder, yeah. pops up from to me from nowhere. I believe he's very famous on TikTok, but I know nothing about TikTok. I'm with you. Um yeah and uh and yeah and he's just got he's got a set of pipes on him when he did the live i think i to be honest, I think I'd sort of let it go a bit under my radar until I saw him perform it live,
0: right, yeah, and yeah,
1: yeah. then I just thought he was so charismatic, and yeah. uh I thought the song I really enjoyed it, yeah, I do think the lyrics are a little bit dodgy. They're just a bit... But they're perfect for Eurovision.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't need to think about it too much.
1: No, it's... Because I think the first time I was like, oh, I'm not sure about these lyrics. But yeah, I think it was just something so likeable about him. And he just... He played the Eurovision game really well and um, just kind of threw himself into it. And uh yeah i thought his his performance and the and the final was fantastic Mm. i think he's got a great voice yeah uh and i just it was kind of charmed by him i think like like the rest of europe was
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah i don't think this is one you can overanalyze too much lyrically i don't think it means an awful lot and I think even musically, I think it feels very much like a song that was written around the good falsetto note that he can hit. Yeah. Um But at that, like it that 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 note is in the song so much. It's clearly written. And and, and even before I knew he was from TikTok, I could tell that it was a TikTok driven song because you could break that song up into little like 15 second increments and you'd still every 15 seconds you'd still get a little head of that space man um but uh even at that it's a really well done song like musically i think like it's as i say not one to overanalyze but they've done something very very good with that considering how overproduced i feel it is yeah but it's very well done.
1: yeah yeah. so yeah. yeah and I mean he had a lovely one piece outfit on and I do I, I appreciate a, a good one piece um yeah. yeah so I'm just like yeah it's just good for him and yeah uh yeah. it just kind of made me laugh that sort of it felt like everyone had sort of um sort of nobody really cared that much about Eurovision in the UK and then suddenly the day after it's like yeah like we love it now and uh but yeah. I, I do think second place is exactly where the UK should. The UK should never win
0: right. outright
1: yeah. because we're unbearable.
0: Yeah, of winning have, anything. Um, Hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, so I think um, I think second place was a good place. Yeah. To end up, so I that's a it's a good victory, but um, we can't claim it as a full victory. And I think that that is exactly right. So we should never win anything. Yeah. especially Eurovision. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Um, all right, perfect. Song 15, then, is a song that you think everyone should listen to. So mm. your song is Zorbing by Stornoway.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a song that kind of uh, went a little bit under the radar. I think Stornoway went a bit right under the radar. Mm. Um, and I think Zorbing is, it's just a lovely song filled with kind of all the things that I like, um, and that kind of feed in from a lot of the songs that I've chosen, actually, because it's yeah. uh, it's got um, some. It's it's quite upbeat and sort of joyful. Mm-hmm. It's got some. It's got some uh, great harmonization and like vocals on it, um, yeah. and sort of like choral aspects. Yeah. And it's really fun. There's a, there's a bit of brass in there. Um, and, uh, it reminds me of, reminds me of home and, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a lovely song. They're a great band, um, I think, uh, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's just makes me kind of think of the autumn in the UK and mm-hmm. sort of like London and, um, like I just kind of listen to it and it just is very like, I don't know, it's very like visceral. It's sort of like I can... I Can kind of smell the leaves in the autumn and right. um and the sort of nights drawing in and I just think it's uh, and it's it's got sweet lyrics and uh yeah, yeah just uh, it makes me happy and it makes me a bit sad as well, but I like it <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> excellent yeah it's a it's a lovely song i a very little add to that I think you covered everything mm-hmm. i was gonna say um I, in particular the um i i i drew a, a sort of similar line from uh, the call as well. Um, yeah. Definitely some similarities there. But yeah, it's it's a it's an absolutely beautiful song, and I think it's I I am probably one of the people who you know flew under the radar with because I yeah. I feel like I did know this song a little, but yeah. um wasn't overly familiar with it. So no. so yeah, perfect choice in that regard. I'm yeah. big into it now after a yeah. few lessons. So so yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I feel like I listen because I listen to it quite a lot, and I never, I never get sick of it. It's one that yeah. comes around, and I'm always happy to hear it. And 100%. so, yeah,
0: definitely. All right, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, lovely note to end on. So, uh, do you have anything that you want to uh, plug or promote? What have you? Uh,
1: well, I'm. I'm going to Gothenburg Fringe next week, but that's probably a little bit too soon for this. Um, But um, mostly I'm just kind of between Iceland and the UK doing comedy stuff. And if you follow me on probably Instagram is the best place to find me, which my handle is KimmyTaylor.Comedy.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. that is it for episode 38 of mixtape identity thank you so much for listening go and check out kimmy wherever you can if you're in the uk or in iceland then go and watch her live Uh, if not then yeah just drop her a follow on instagram if you want to support this show you can do that uh, financially through the coffee link if you want to throw a couple quid or a couple of uh, dollars uh, or euros or whatever uh, towards an episode that you've enjoyed. There's no monthly obligation, you can do that. If you're not in a position to do that, absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, please leave a review, uh, leave a rating, say nice things, all that good stuff. Um, there's been an awful lot of support, especially over the last few weeks, and I really appreciate it. And please keep it coming because it makes it worthwhile. Um, yeah i'll be back next week for episode 39 so in the meantime look after yourselves and we'll speak
1: to them. then